What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy, host of the Best Kept Secret Podcast. And we got a lot of nice topics to talk about today. Today we're going to get into King's disease and can money buy happiness and all of these things that, you know, people often question but never really go into depth about. But before all that, let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way. Um, I appreciate all the support and love I'm gaining um, it means so much, much more than you know. We'll continue to go and grow. If you guys could subscribe, like, share, comment um, on the platforms, the YouTube, the Facebook. I'm creating an Instagram. Also, the YouTube channel is catching some traction. If you guys could do some things on that, like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, also, the Patreon for the feeling for the vibes. Get some additional content there. And, yeah, I just appreciate y'all much more than y'all know, man. It, it means the world um, just being able to open up and express my thoughts and people wanting to hear what I'm saying. And there's a lot of people that's giving me good feedback. I, I'm liking what I'm getting. So um, I definitely appreciate y'all. And uh, without any further ado, you know what time it is. Let's get into it. What you think? Stupid, I'm not gonna let you get the chance. Kobe. Alright, and with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. First track. Nelly. Ride with me featuring City Spud. Let's go. Yeah, right. Best cat, best, best, best cat secret. Sitting next to Vanna White, come on. If you wanna go and take a ride with me, we three willing to 
tell ya You won't believe how many people strayed out of the flow Most said that I was a failure But now the same motherfuckers asking me for dough And I'm yelling I can't help ya Yo Nelly can we get to Oh shit, oh shit Hell no I'm a fly guy, and I fly high, niggas wanna know why, why I fly by, but yo, it's all good, rain over all wood, do me like you should, fuck me good, suck me good, we be no stud niggas, wishing you was niggas, popping like we drug dealers, sipping Chrissy Bud Mackin, honey in the club, me in the bands, icy Chris, telling me to leave with you and your friends, so if shorty wanna knock, we knockin' the disc, and if shorty wanna rock, we rockin' the disc, and if shorty wanna pop, we poppin' the crisp, shorty wanna see the ice, then I ice the wrist, city, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, Wanna fuck fly bitches when I walk Pay attention, see the ice in the bliss Niggas stir, know they diss Honey's look, know they wish Come on boo, give me a kiss, come on If you wanna go and do Best kept secret the chance. That was Nelly featuring City Spud Ride With Me. And we're going to go ahead and get into it. So, shout out to my dad. This podcast is uh, inspired by him. He mentioned it to me, this topic. So, if you guys could, in the comment, show some love to Pops. And let's go ahead and get into it. King's disease. But not really so much as the King's disease. We're going to break that down. But uh, why is it that today so many celebrities, Fortune 500 CEOs, athletes, entertainers, musicians, people that have acquired a huge amount, masses of wealth and fame and notoriety. We've all heard the saying, the term, money can't buy happiness. Why are so many people that are wealthy unhappy? You have some of the world's most wealthiest people that are unhappy. You have wealthy billionaires and millionaires using their money to fly into space. Is that a potential possibility of you know, billionaire owners and people that have all this money trying to live life on another planet. That was a topic that my dad had brought up. Um, what is the possibilities? Um, so let's go ahead and break this down. So when people say that the uh, money can't buy happiness, I agree with that. Money cannot buy happiness, but what money does allow you and what money does buy is a difference between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is different from happiness. Pleasure is buying things for those, for yourself and for the people that are around you. Happiness is your relationships, your friendships, the love that surrounds you, the things that encompass and make you who you are. A lot of, um, in the midst of the pandemic, while we're going through this, 
A lot of Americans are struggling. Some of them are teetering above or just below poverty. Mainly, uh, most people are working paycheck to paycheck, trying to stay afloat. Some people will say, well, why does it seem like the average person is more happier than someone that has the money? I would say that there's a difference in the, the lifestyles. A person that is living the everyday average life doesn't get the finer things. So we appreciate the everyday things in life. The going to the supermarket, um, getting your first car, um, eating at a nice restaurant for the first time, going on trips, buying something that you've saved up and worked uh, worked for. Um, a person, these are things that if you compare to a, a wealthy billionaire, millionaire, they would just be regular everyday things. They don't. They no longer find the the satisfaction and joy in doing those things. Um. If you've ever noticed, a lot of people that have the most money, those people, they tend to be bored. They don't. They live a lifestyle of um. That is not uh spontaneous. It's a monotonous uh day. Routine is the same. That's why you will notice a lot of people that are wealthy, they try to incorporate themselves with everyday people to make them feel not, they don't want to, they don't want the feeling of being rich. You have uh, those people that are very established that sometimes will dress up just to go back down and, and live a, a undercover boss is an example of that. Or you even have some CEOs that sometimes they'll dress down, go into these companies, obviously came stemming from undercover boss but they just want the feeling of being normal, being regular. Um, side, so you know, I know everybody's watched Squid Game, and if you are, if you haven't watched it, you might want to fast forward. But this is just a a quick spoiler. But for the people that watch Squid Game, this obviously uh, goes hand in hand. The old man had all the money. Uh, the zero 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 one, the the first original game player of the game in uh, the Squid Game, he had the money. He was so bored that he wanted to live a life where he, the common things of making friends and building relationships, that is what the human experience is based on. A lot of people don't realize that your human experience is derived and built on relationships, friendships, memories, uh, love. Those ideas that encompass and make us who we are today. A lot of people don't really know that or some people are struggling. A lot of people are chasing money, so they're so blinded by chasing money. They don't realize that those experiences at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world. But you the things that we end up leaving the world with are the relationships, the love, the friendships and the things that we encompassed and, and, and hold to high regard. We're going to take those to the grave with us. All your money, your Lambos, your Roy's, Roy, uh, your Roy's, Royces, things of that nature, you cannot take them with you. Those are material position, uh, material possessions that are pretty much left here on earth. So let's go ahead. Let's dig deeper. So there's a basic concept, a basic model. This is a, a psychology, uh, a model that was used at a university. And one of the professors said that you start out with a nice car. When that gets old and it doesn't do it for you anymore was the typical response. You want another car. You want a nicer car. 
Then when that doesn't do it for you, you buy a garage full of car, uh, full of nice cars. Then at some point, those cars all bore you. So you buy a helicopter. Then the helicopter doesn't do it for you anymore. So you buy a yacht. You end up with a garage of nice cars, a helicopter, a yacht, and you're miserable and nothing that you can do can make you happy. This is basically what is going on on social media today. I attribute a lot of this. It's just in reverse. We are so caught up in watching the 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 has the haves and the have nots. Obviously, the have nots are the people that want to be like the celebrities and the people that have want to be like the have nots. There is a dichotomy that exists between the two. You want to feel happy and feel normal. You want to get to a point where you are no longer miserable. This is where the King's disease comes in. By definition, a King's disease, obviously, is what most Kings back then had was called gout. They would have uh, an affliction, a disease that would enable them. It would it affect their body, mainly more so in their legs, their torso area and their feet and their fingers and their hands. And it basically comes about by the overconsumption of food, mainly meat, seafood and alcohol. What did kings eat? Kings ate good, but they never exercised and they never practiced. They never really did any activities. So like like the saying goes as anything can be bad in abundance. It's about how much you do. If you drink too much water, too much water can be bad for you. It's all about abundance. How many are how much are you taking in? Uh, too much sugar is bad for you. Too much fried food is good for you. Too much vegetables is good for you. Like there is a world that exists that where too much can be harmful so the metaphor of basically what i'm trying to say is the overconsumption of wanting more the overconsumption of just wanting splurging i think that is what's uh what is the causing a lot of these people to not be happy um when you have so much money it also affects your relationships You're, you don't know if people are around you because they love you they care about you or are they around you because they're looking to gain something for you they're looking to want something from you that is a big thing that um, it affects a lot of celebrities. I mean, let's let's look at let's look at it. Let's break it down. So we have let's let's get into the relationship aspect. Look at Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre has recently divorced. This, this is all public knowledge. Him and his wife have split. Um, probably internal um, differences. Um, I guess the wife not being happy. Of course, him not being happy, having all the money in the world, uh, and it causes an issue. Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, all of these men are very well. Elon Musk, Elon Musk recently just broke off. All of these men are highly wealthy men. They have everything that you can possibly want or ask for. What am I getting at? Money cannot buy happiness. Money can buy you pleasure. And what I mean by money not, cannot buy you happiness, look at the people that are attached to them. Money cannot keep these women happy. If the, the richest men in the world cannot keep their women happy, what does that tell you? There is something, there's an underlying issue. Obviously, money does not buy happiness. All it does is buy pleasure. And pleasure is temporary. Happiness is also temporary. 
but it lasts longer than pleasure. We have this thing in America today with the overconsumption and the, just the wanting more because we live in a materialistic uh, society where we have to constantly consume product. Every day there's a new, there's a new this, there's a new that. New iPhone, new Tesla, new Benz, new Beamer, new TV, new printer, new vacuum. We have to constantly consume. We live in this world where people are not happy with what they have because the next the next model comes out. You don't have the opportunity to appreciate what you have. But what I will say is that people that have money, most of them live in that lifestyle where they're constantly switching and changing things out. Whereas the everyday average consumer, the everyday person that goes to work can appreciate more what they have. If you have a, a 2012 Ford Taurus, you're going to appreciate that for the most part. Because it's a vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. A lot of people don't appreciate what they have. You look at some of these wealthy billionaires, they're like, oh, I just got a brand new 2022 uh, Benz. But I'm not happy. It doesn't make me happy. Meanwhile, there's a guy walking to his job because he doesn't have a car. And he's, and he's probably married or he has a girlfriend. And he's trying to make ends meet. And he's working multiple jobs. And he's walking miles to work. And finally, somebody at his job, they realize that and people come together and they put money together to get him a car. He's going to value that car. See, that's the thing I think that separates the everyday average Joe from a lot of these uh, wealthy billionaires. The, the everyday average experience. Once you get money, you lose that experience, the human experience. You separate yourself from the people, the everyday people, your, 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 uh, your employees, your valet, your valet parker, your valet driver. Your your um your chauffeur, your your everyday store clerk, your your fast food, your flight attendant, your there's so many different interactions of the day where a lot of wealthy people they don't really pay attention to most of those interactions and they don't realize that those people want to be them. Obviously, money, everybody wants to have money, but what comes with that is problems. But like the saying goes, more money, more problems. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, the money is not going to make you happy. Obviously, everybody wants to live a life where you have everything. But sometimes, that's just not what happens. We live a life where we have to get up every day, go to work, and hopefully in attempts to one day get to that point where we have the money. But what I like I said, I think the biggest thing is that is the separation of class, the classism. If you take a lot of these wealthy, rich owners and people that have all the money and you mix them around the normal people, they can it can taint their experiences to where they, it makes you appreciate what you have more. But because there's such a divide in classism, a lot of these wealthy owners, they no longer remember what it was to what it's like to have to. Start your car in the morning because it's too cold and you got to drive to work when it's 20 degrees outside. The everyday average experience, the ability to uh, walk into the supermarket and buy your own groceries and bag your own groceries because they have somebody that does that for them. Uh, having somebody drive you around versus you doing the driving. Picking up your clothes from the dry cleaner, grabbing some coffee. The everyday average experience that every human being does on their own 
versus comparing it to what a, a regular Fortune 500 CEO, celebrity, athlete, entertainer, they have somebody do that stuff for them. So those conversations, those interactions of talking to somebody and knowing that, hey, I'm in a pandemic, uh, I'm struggling to make ends meet, I'm making below minimum wage, those conversations aren't existing. Because when those things humble you, and that, uh, that will alleviate a lot of the, uh, the unhappiness in some of these uh, wealthy people people's eyes because I think when what happens is like I said the king's disease once you have everything you don't appreciate it that's why I always make this comparison a person that has to spend the money to get their own car is going to treasure it and appreciate it more than someone you just give a car because those are two totally different experiences the person that had to save up their summer uh, six flags job money uh, scraping up leaves cutting grass um uh, working fast food to put the money together just to get a car versus somebody getting handed a car. Those are two total different, to, two totally different experiences. One person is going to have an appreciation, whereas the other person is just going to be like, uh, somebody just gave me this car. I didn't do nothing for it. I didn't work for it. It was given to me. Kind of the same thing. Only thing is the difference between the wealth. Obviously, you have to work to get your wealth, but it's the abundance of wealth. Having so much money that you don't really appreciate the everyday average experience and interaction. What a person has to do to make $1,000, you can make that in a couple of seconds. Whereas it could take somebody two, three weeks to get that kind of money. And when they finally get it, they're happy. They pay their bills. And, but living, we're living in a day and age, honestly, where um, the money is not enough. That's what we're running into. That's why a lot of people are not working. Nobody wants to go work at a job. People want to sit at home. Obviously, most of us cannot do that because we have kids. We have family members. We got people to take care of. We got dreams. We got goals. We got ambition. And obviously, as a man, you cannot afford that luxury. Of course, women can afford the luxury because there's, there's systems and things set up in place for, you know, if a woman wants to sit on her behind and not have to work, that's, a, that's an option. But as a man... You cannot function and be a member of society and not have a job and not work and not actually do something that brings to the table, not actually uh, create or bring something to the world as in a, as a whole in general. So these are some of the things that I've been thinking about. But um, I would definitely say that the, the my definition, and this, like I said, this is just my, me thinking. This is my formulated opinion. This is not rooted in any... Um, I mean, some of this is rooted in fact. There is, uh, there is data that um, there's a recent study that uh, Matthew Killingsworth in 2021, he experiences, uh, he, he, titled, he wrote a paper and he says, experienced well-being rises with income above 75,000. So he's saying once you hit 75,000 above that, that there's a, there's a way to take a, a look between the link of money and happiness. That money barely increases happiness above 75000 per year, unless you really value money and even then not, much, not by that much. So on a, in a 2010, there was another survey done by Kenneman and Deaton. They, they look to examine the link between uh, income, emotional well-being, and overall life. Their study relied on uh, a survey of 450,000 Americans, so that's pretty much half a million. And it basically asked, it contained questions about emotional well-being, life satisfaction, and obviously reported family income. 
After examining the data, they've, they concluded that happiness remains unchanged once the household income exceeds uh, 75000 although overall life evaluation keeps improving. The key conclusion is that over 75000 it buys life satisfaction but not happiness. This was the, so life satisfaction is what I was speaking about earlier. That goes back to pleasure. Life satisfaction is paying bills, not having to worry about the car note, not having to worry about your everyday average bills because you make a good certain amount of money that you don't have to worry about it. People that obviously that uh, make more, they're going, to, they're going to not be happy. And like I said, I think that comes down to relationships. Because a lot of people that are wealthy that make that kind of money, let's look at some of the variables that, that play into that. If you're making a lot of money, you're not spending a lot of time with people you love and care about. So that's going to affect your happiness. You're probably not going to be married or in love because you have to work. That also affects your happiness. The people around you. It's going to be hard to find good quality people that are actually interested in you, care about you, love you for you, not because of what you have. That also plays into your happiness. All those things I just mentioned affect your happiness. Life satisfaction. You can have your pleasure. You can have pleasure. But like I said, we have to separate. There's a distinction between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is going to the strip club, having money, uh, buying your friend's stuff. Happiness is the relationships of you not, let's say you're sick, or let's say you're going through some tough times. Can you call one of your friends to talk to? Can you... Um, are the people that, that care about you and love you, are they going to show up for you in those, in those vital, crucial times of your life when you're going through something? Those are the relationships. Those are the friendships. Those are the ideals, conditions that love surrounds and those ideals that most people place and hold to a certain extent. Those things matter. See, a lot of people get that, that, get that misconstrued. Money can't buy happiness. Some people may feel like money can buy them happiness, but I guarantee you uh, from what I've seen and not even what, just what I'm seeing, it's also there's studies that back it. And I'm sure a lot of the people that have all the money in the world, those are the people that are the most unhappiest because there's no real relationships that can be formed. People are around you. It's yes men and yes women, the people that are around you because of what, you, what they can benefit, what they can gain from you. It's very rare that people will love you for you. Like I said, it goes back to the constant wanting and the constant, you know, needing of, of the new stuff. Let's flip it. We're talking about the wealthy people. Everyday average Americans, obviously, everyday average working uh, Americans are not happy. Like, obviously, I'm an everyday average working American. Am I happy where I'm at? No, I'm constantly striving. I'm constantly wanting to improve. I want more. I want the best life not only for my family and the ones that I love and the people that I'm around, the people that I care about, I want to provide the best quality of life. That is the goal in life. But I noticed that once you make a certain type of money, it's going to affect your happiness. And that's just where, that's where the King's disease comes in. And you have to find a way, there's a way to do both. You can have money, but you have to make, you have to have a mix of where you don't want to have all the money and be trapped in your own home. That's another thing where you have so much money. A lot of these celebrities and entertainers, they don't go anywhere. They stay in their house. How are you getting real interactions? How are you getting real stories? How are you in, in the day-to-day -day learning? 
gaining new interactions with people, hearing stories, learning people, getting to have these relationships with people that you meet. You can't do that sitting in your own home, sitting in your car. So the question is, and I know, like I said, um, why does it seem like average people are happier? I think average people are happier basically because you have, it gives you the, it, we can't want too much because we don't have much. So we just appreciate what we do have in the moment. And it's hard, and not say hard, it's easy to get lost in that because social media today has made it to where so many men, but some women today are getting caught up, oh, this, she got the bag, or, oh man, he's living life, he got the mansion, he got the cars, he got the lifestyle, or she got this, She her body looks good. Uh, she don't need makeup. Da, 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 da. It's so many things to just sit here and it affects your brain, affects your cognitive, your cognitive thinking. And it gets people to these dark places. But what balances it out is that every day we have average experiences where we can run into people living in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area. There's a lot of homeless people. It's easy to get caught up and be like, man, man, I don't have this. I don't have that. You driving and you see somebody on the side of the road with a sign. We'll work for food. Need this, need that. You're going to check that shit real fast. You sitting here complaining about what you don't have. There's a guy outside on the sh- that's begging for change, begging for some money, begging for a meal. When you run into somebody that doesn't have, you're going to check all that. You sitting here talking about, I don't got the new this, I don't got the new that. Man, if you don't sit there and figure it out and stop whining and crying, like there's people out here that, that don't have. Stupid, I'm not going to let you get the chance. Like, it's so easy to sit here and get caught up and get complacent and be like, I wish I had this. I wish I don't have, I wish I had that. We're just living in a world that's very materialistic. Appreciate what you do have. The pandemic, if anything, I hope that it opened up eyes and showed people to be appreciative, uh, to be appreciative of what you do have. People are falling like flies left and right. The people that you care and love, they might not be here tomorrow. We have some of the most wealthiest people that couldn't buy their way to stay on the planet. Steve Jobs, I use this all the time. Steve Jobs, the guy that's responsible for Apple. All the money in the world through Apple, and he couldn't save himself. Couldn't buy his way to stay on Earth. Apple. Apple is one of the top five in business conglomerates that's amassed billions, if not almost trillions of dollars. He has the money, but all that money couldn't keep him here. So these are the things that the predicators that, that, um, that matter. Your health matters. Your family matters. The people that you love matter. Your relationships that you forge, those things matter. Obviously, money is a predicator because you have to pay bills. You have to do that. But if we're so rooted in money, everything else falls. We have to find a balance. Yes, we need to make money. Yes, we need to have money. But you also need relationships. You also need family. You also need love. You also need people that care about you, support you, love you, need you. We have to focus on those things. And I get it. We're looking at the celebrities and some of these celebrities are looking at us because they want those things. It's, it's, it's just basically a give and take. 
We want we want what the we want what the what the wealthy have, the wealthy, the elite, what they have, and some of them want what we have. I wouldn't even say some. I would I would figure a good majority of them, because a lot of them don't have families. A lot of them don't have people that care about them and love them. They have people that 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 are, that are there that are yes men, yes women that that want to use them, that want to take what they have. Goes back to the pleasure versus the happiness. And I hope people take that from this podcast is that. You can have all the money in the world, but that doesn't necessarily dictate if you're happy. It, it will dictate your pleasure because pleasure is something that is short-lived. Pleasure, oh, I got this. The feeling goes away. I wanted this. I want her. I want him. Boom, you get it. It, it goes away. The happiness is something that is much is going to sustain. It's much more longer. Oh, I remember when I was, when we were, when we were 12 or when we were 13 and you would come over to my house and we would play the video game or we would go to the park and ride our bikes or, you know, that time you came over and we played the game or that that time you came over and I was down in the dumps and you picked me up from rock bottom because I thought about ending my life. Like, it's so much stuff, so many gems in these relationships. So the people that have all the money don't get so caught up thinking that they don't want what we have. There is there is a dichotomy that, dichotomy that exists. Two things can be right. We want what they have, and they want what we have. Now there's there's finding the balance. Obviously, work, try to make money and live a good quality of life, improve your quality of life, but don't get caught up in money, 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 because that, that is the thing today that I'm noticing with the average, the average American. Everybody's chasing money, but they're ignoring their relationships. They're ignoring their family. They're ignoring the things that matter, and when those things are taken away, you can't get them back. Money is not going anywhere. Money will forever be here. But your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your cousins, your aunt, your uncle, those, those, your friends and family, those key core component relationships that are forged when you are young and things that have been set since the beginning of time, your ideas, your principles, your morals, your values, your ethics, those things are forever. Your memories. And I hope you guys take away something from this podcast that obviously the people that tend to say money doesn't mean everything. Money's not, you know, those are usually the people that are rich. And it's, and it's frustrating because you'll look at them and they're like, easy for you to say you have everything. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, it's easy to say that money doesn't matter when you have all the money. But if you really think about it, they have a point. They're telling you for a reason. There's a reason they're saying it because they have the money and it's not making them happy. So with that being said, I hope you guys take away from this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Remember, money is in everything. Keep your relationships. Yeah, with that being said, I'm going to close out this podcast um, with this track. Yeah, this is More Money, More Problems featuring Mace, Puff Daddy. More Money, More Problems. Let's go. Who's <laughs> 
Yes, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on a blimp. Guarantee me yourselves, pull a level up. You don't believe in Harlem world, nigga, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me, 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Can't no PD, niggas hold me down. Cooler, school me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, nigga, spin no dough on the booty. I'm not gonna let you get the chance. Notorious B.I.G. featuring Puff Daddy featuring Mace. More money, more problems. Off of the Life After Death album, R.I.P. Big. 
And with that being said, this will conclude the end of the podcast. I just want to say that I love you guys and I appreciate all the support. If you guys could like, share, comment, subscribe on all of the platforms, on all of the, um, on the YouTube, on the Facebook, best kept S E E K R E T. You can find it on the, in the platforms. I'm working on the Instagram best kept secret on Facebook, best kept secret on YouTube. Uh, go to Patreon for the feeling for the vibes to get additional content. It's definitely on there. Um, yeah, man, just continually uh, working and trying to build and trying to uplift and trying to share my knowledge and trying to basically get out there and do something. Each one, teach one. So with that being said, remember life is short. Gary Coleman, look out for each other. Love somebody. Love someone. If you love someone, tell them you love them. Remember, you can't force people to be who you want them to be. They will be who they want to be. And yeah, with that being said, this will conclude the podcast. I hope you guys are staying safe in this pandemic world, making sure that you're washing your hands, making sure that you're sanitizing your hands, making sure that you're wearing your mask outdoors and indoors and just making sure you're giving people that respectable six feet. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this thing. I hope you guys stay safe. Until next time, much love. Peace. Congratulations. You played yourself. What you think? Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. Kobe. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. We don't care.